Welcome to Word Mission Church International Podcast. Now the Word with Paul Mensah Wood. All right, Acts 1.8. The Bible says that, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in Judea, and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. He says, let's all say that together, but you shall receive power. Say power. power. Say loudly power. power. Say loudly power. power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon me, you and you shall be witnesses. Let's all say that this morning. Witnesses. witnesses. Say loudly please. Witnesses. witnesses. Say witnesses. witnesses. To me in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. So here he tells us one of the two of the main reasons why the Holy Spirit came. He says one you will receive power. Two, you shall be witnesses to me. Now, it's very important. That word power means explosive energy like dynamite. Dynamite. That's where we get our word dynamite from. And then the word witness, which is martyrs in Greek, means martyrdom. Or those who give their lives to witness the gospel to the world. It also means to speak of what has been, what has been seen. But more importantly, it means to give one's life for the sake of spreading the gospel. To be his witnesses is to give our lives for the sake of spreading the gospel. Hallelujah. Now, the Holy Spirit was there when you were formed in your mother's womb. And he has an awesome plan for your life. And Jesus had been with, 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 the, with the disciples for ministering for a number of years and he gets ready to go and naturally the disciples are sad to see him go because they have been with Jesus but Jesus actually said that it is to their advantage that he goes away and I always used to wonder why Jesus said that because we that are living want, want to be like the people that walk with Jesus go with me to John chapter 16 John 16 notice this thank you Lord Jesus John 16 Glory be to the name of the Lord. He says, verse 5, But now I go away to him who sent me, and none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you, but if I depart, I will send him to you. It is to your advantage that I go away. Why is it to their advantage? Because you wish that you could see Jesus every single day of your life and walk with him. So, they are sad that Jesus is going away. And Jesus is saying, no, it's actually a good thing that I'm going away. Because if I don't go, the Holy Spirit will not come. And you are sitting here, or you are wherever you are, wishing that you were like those disciples when you were walking with Jesus. The reason why he says it's to your advantage is because when Jesus was on the earth, he could only be from a physical standpoint in one place at one time. So if Jesus went to the bathroom, they didn't have Jesus with them. But 
thanks be to God, he has come in the person of the Holy Spirit. And now you can have Jesus with you everywhere you are. Amen. Amen. You can have him when you are in your room. You can have him when you are at school. We can have him when you are in your car. Now Jesus is with you everywhere. And the Bible also says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. So when you walk by faith, even though you don't see Jesus with your physical eye, but you believe that he indwells you if you are saved, then you are walking by faith and not by sight, and that pleases God. So it is to your advantage that I go away. And he says that when he has come, verse 8, he will convict the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. Of sin because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness because I go to my father and you see me no more. Of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. Then he says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, notice this, he will guide you. Yes, another reason why he came. He will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. He will guide you. So we have a guide. He was with them in the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire all the time. You see, you see they didn't know the way. To, the cloud went to lead the way. There are certain things that God has planned for you that God wants you to enter and it will take the guidance of the Holy Spirit for you to enter in. And I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, may you receive his ministry in your life. I said, may you receive his ministry in your life. Amen. I said, may you receive his ministry in your life. Amen. May he guide you in every aspect of life. May he guide you concerning every decision that you have to make. Amen. Develop a relationship with him. It, think about it. If Jesus, if Jesus was with you all the time, would you get up in the morning and Jesus is with you and not even say hello to him, not say anything to him, and then head out the door. You wouldn't do that if you could see Jesus face to face. You would talk to him and, 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 and ask him, Jesus, how are you doing? And Jesus would respond, I'm doing okay, I'm doing well. This is a good day, let's go and, let's go and make it. <laughs> so I developed a relationship with the Holy Spirit. One of the first things I do when I get up in the morning, I'll say to him, good morning, Holy Spirit. It's an act of faith. I'm acknowledging that God is with me in the person of the Holy Spirit. Develop that relationship with him. I pray may God become close to you through his word and through his Holy Spirit in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Now let's go back to Acts chapter 1 verse 8. So you see that you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, Samaria, and to the end of the earth. Now, let's, let's, let, that word matters, the word there for witness is matters. So, one of the reasons, we'll focus on that this morning. One of the reasons that the Holy Spirit came is to make us witnesses. Witnesses of the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, so many, sometimes, so many times, we, we will get to that next week. We focus on his gifts. 
the baptism of the Holy Spirit, speaking in other tongues, the gifts that he brought. We'll get into all that later on. But let's settle this right now in this study and realize that he says he came to give us power. That power, where that power is, is like dynamite. And that word power is ability in another translation. He comes to give us the ability for us to be witnesses of the Lord Jesus Christ. Effective witnesses. And now in the coming of the Holy Spirit, Joel, the book of Joel, there was, there was a lot said about it. Go with me to Joel chapter 2 verse 28. What are we going to witness about? Joel chapter 2 verse 28. Thank you Lord Jesus. Joel 2 28. The Bible says, and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also on my men servant and on my men servant, I will pour my spirit in those days. 32. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem, there shall be deliverance, as the Lord has said, among the remnant whom the Lord calls. Notice he says that when the Holy Spirit comes, one of the first things that, is, that happens, he says, It shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved, and also there will be deliverance. So he's come to get, make us witnesses for the Lord. Now, that prophecy was fulfilled in Acts chapter 2. And you see, when the Holy Spirit came, the Bible says in Acts chapter 2, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then they appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Verse 14 says, But Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and said to them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let it be known to you and heed my words. For these are not drunk as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour my spirit on all flesh. Now he began his sermon from the book of Joel and began to preach. He raised his voice, loud voice. Some people wonder why we scream when we are preaching. We got that from here and from Jesus. In John chapter 7 verse 37, it says, On the last day of the feast, Jesus cried with a loud voice, Let him who is thirsty come and drink. When the Holy Ghost comes on your life, the Holy Spirit comes on your life, he gives you boldness to testify. I pray in the name of Jesus, receive that boldness in Jesus' name. You see, Peter, a few days ago, what made the difference in his life? A few days ago, when the Going got tough, and everybody ran away. He was left alone, and when 
people start, a young girl started questioning him. Another started questioning him about Jesus. He said, no, I don't know, I don't know Jesus. He was so timid. He was so afraid. He said, I, I don't, this Jesus, I have, I, I don't, like if you were speaking, you say, I don't know him from Adam. I don't know him from anywhere. What made the difference? <laughs> when the Holy Ghost came on him. The Bible says he lifted up his voice and began to proclaim the word of God. You can be walking around timid and fearful. Oh my Lord and my God. I remember the first day I stood in front of people to talk. You always, you, sometimes when you see me, you think I was always like this. Screaming and yelling and preaching. No, I wasn't always like this. The first time I did this, when I went, when I went to high school, the, the, the campus fellowship that we were on, they were praying. I don't know. God let must have let them. They were praying for boldness for us to testify. And I just joined in. I just joined, joined them. And also began to pray for boldness to testify at that very young age. I said, Lord, this boldness that you are talking about and the disciples, the disciples had, give me that same boldness. And so they paired us, us, us in two, and every evening after dinner, we'll go out into the street and begin to testify to other people. And I started, I started, I started seeing a difference. Then we went to class one, 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 one morning. I prayed. I said, Lord, help me. This thing has to go away. I also want the same boldness that Peter had. I said, Lord, help me. When I went to class, that mo one morning, I said, that was the first time. My knees were trembling, but I did it. I said, everybody close your eyes. Before the teacher comes in, let's pray. We bowed down our heads, and then we prayed. Then I took it a step further. I said, please. I, have a, I don't remember what I said, but I know I said something. Open your Bibles with me, and let's turn to whatever verse, and then I, and then I, and then I, and I share the word of God with them. After that day, something seemed to have broken off of me by the power of the Holy Ghost. That the, the, the fear of testifying was completely gone. What happened to Peter also happened to me. I received the boldness to testify. Sometimes what binds us is that fear and the timidity and the shyness. This morning in the name of Jesus received the power and the ability and the boldness to testify for Jesus. When he comes. You will receive power. Everyone say power. power. Power to do what? To be witnesses of him. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You see, no one got saved. You see, they were filled and they would begin to speak in other tongues. But no one got saved till G Peter started preaching. And when he preached, 3,000 people were added to the kingdom of God that day. The people were so convicted by, by the word of God. They, 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 they said, what must we do to be saved? What must we do to be saved? I pray in the name of Jesus, may God use you for his glory. I remember one of, the, one of those days. Oh, my Lord and my God. And thank God he still continues to use us for his glory. Oh, my Lord and my God. May God take your mouth. May God take your faculties and use it for his glory. 
in that high school we started making noise everybody heard about it they had a night on saturday night where they used to call it entertainment they entertain people and on one of those nights they will give it to us the christians and one of those days the leaders of the church said to me this is it you are preaching tonight i said man i'm doing what i'm he said you are preaching tonight I said, okay, thank you, Lord. I went before God and began to fast and to pray. And that night, I did the same thing. I remember the message. That one, I remember the message I preached. I said, remember Lord's wife, my Lord and my God. In the name of Jesus, God told Noah that there was a flood coming. God told the people there was a flood coming. God told the city of Sodom and Gomorrah he was, it was going to be destroyed. Lord went into that city and he screamed and he cried. They wouldn't listen to him and i'm saying that to you as well jesus is coming today he's coming back my lord and my god lord left the city but the wife looked back are you going to remain in your sins are you going to look back turn around and give your life to jesus christ and like happened on the day of pentecost the people were cut to their heart and when i made an altar call for people to come hundred people just over hundred people just came up to give their life to the lord the Holy Spirit will make a difference in your life. I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, may God take your life and use it for his glory. I said, may God take your life and use it for his glory. I said, may God take your life and use it for his glory. And I've never stopped since those days. I still keep going. Amen. Nothing can stop God's plan for your life. Power to be witnesses. That is the you notice that in Joel, when as soon as he talks about the coming of the Holy Spirit, he says, And whoever calls on the name of the Lord, Peter repeated this also in Acts 2:21. The coming of the Holy Spirit is tied to the salvation of people. He gives us power to witness, to see others come into the kingdom of god very 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 important so what are some of the reasons why you must be a witness for the lord jesus christ what are some of the reasons why you must continue to testify about the lord jesus christ why why, why is this something that is so important for us to be witnesses because someone will say you see, the, the, not, the, first, the first reason is, the first reason is, is because that is the great commission. The great command, the great mandate, the great instruction, the great order given to us by our Lord Jesus Christ. In Matthew chapter 28, verse 18, Matthew 28, verse 18, notice this verse, notice this, Matthew 28, verse 18, he says, and it, Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. All the authority has been given to me, therefore go. The authority is for us to go. It's for everybody. Because you see, it's not, sometimes you say, "Oh, as for me, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a pastor. I'm not." 
I'm not, give, give you whatever name you want, to, you want to give it. You see, he has called each and every one of us into this great work of being a witness for the Lord. Two, you must be a soul winner or you must be a, you must be a witness because we are called to this great work of being a witness. Matthew chapter 22 verse 14. He says this, Matthew 22 verse 14. He says, many, many are called, but few are chosen. Many are called, but few are chosen. He repeats it again in Matthew 20 verse 16. Many are called, but few are chosen. Many are called, but few are chosen. We are called to testify and to be witnesses for the Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus that you will take your part. Amen. You, you see, because, because someone will say, oh, I'm not, as for me, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like Peter. I'm not like Pastor Paul or anybody, anybody that you, you, want, you want to think about. It, it, it's, it's for all of us. You know of William Booth, right? William Booth, the, 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 the one who started the Salvation Army. He's, he was talking to what the, the people that he worked with one time, and then he said, he said this. He says, you are not called, did you say? Or not had the call, I think you, you should say. Put your ear down to the Bible and hear him bid you go and pull sinners out of the, sin of, of, out of the fire of sin. Put your ear down to the burden, agonized heart of humanity and listen to it pitiful will for help. Go stand by the gates of hell and hear the damned entreat you go to their father's house and bid their brothers and sisters and servants and masters not to come there. Then look Christ in the face whose mercy you have professed to obey and tell him whether you will join heart and soul and body and circumstances in the mind to publish his mercy to the world. Every one of us. If God was to open your ears and let you hear the cry coming from the pit of hell. Somebody said there is no hell. Please, this is, that's not something to play with. That's not something to gamble with. Because if you go to hell and there is hell, then you are in trouble. And it's big trouble. <laughs> so you have to make your, st your stance and make it quickly. You can gamble around here, but when, when it's all over and you realize there is a hell, there's not something to play with. Jesus Christ came to pay that, pay that price to redeem you. So he went there so you don't have to go. But if God was to open your ears the, and for you to hear the cry coming from there, you, you hear those people saying, look, I have my brother, I have my sister, I have my, my co-worker. Nobody deserves to come here. This place is a terrible place. The, um, the, 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 there are only demons. There is no life here. And, and, and go and warn those people for them not to come here. Tell them that this place is real. Tell them that there is a heaven and there is a hell. And we had our, our opportunity during our lifetime. And we missed our opportunity. Jesus will tell them. You have Pastor Paul. You have others telling you. Like he told that person. You have the prophet. You have all these people telling you. Listen to them. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus. If God was to open your ears to hear that. You, your prayers will be different. 
and you begin to see people differently. If, if you are saved, you are on your way to heaven. If you are unsaved, you are on your way to hell. If you have not received the sacrifice of Jesus, so you can't say you are not called because if, you can, if, you can, if God can give you that experience, you want to share Jesus with everybody else. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that may we take our place. I said, may we take our place. Amen. Have you heard of Isobel Kuhn? Ever heard of him? He said this. He, he was a, he was a, there, were, there were missionaries to China in town. He says, I believe that in each generation, God has called enough men and women to evangelize all the unreached tribes of the earth. It is not God who does not call. It is man who will not respond. That's, that, that's, that's the issue. He wants all of us to be fruitful Christians, to, be, to bear fruit. Notice, have you heard of James S. Stewart? James S. Stewart. I haven't heard of him, but, 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 but let, let's listen to what he said. He says, the concern for world evangelization is not something... Anyone can talk to his Christianity and, and have a take or leave it as he chooses attitude. He says, the, the, the concern for world evangelism is not something tacked onto a man's personal Christianity, which he may take or leave as he chooses. It is rooted in the character of God who has come to us in Christ Jesus. Thus, it can never be the province of a few enthusiasts, a sideline or a speciality of those who happen to have a bend that way. It is the distinctive mark of being a Christian. If you are a Christian, you are called to be a witness. That's the reason why the Holy Spirit came. Ever heard of J. Stuart Holden? Notice what he said. He said, go ye is as much a part of Christ's gospel as come unto me. I like this. You are not even a Christian until you have honestly faced your responsibility in regard to the carrying of the gospel to the end of the earth. Every one of us. If someone might say, oh, this, 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 one, this one is for a special. The mistake we make is that we think that somebody else is doing it. Or is somebody else's responsibility? It's for all of us. Notice in Acts chapter 6. Let's, let's look at some examples here. Acts chapter 6. Now, there was, there was a lot of chaos in the church. And the apostles got to the place where they said, look, look at this. In Acts chapter 6 verse 2. Then the twelve summoned the multitude of the disciples and said, It is not desirable that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Therefore seek among, from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continual, continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And the same pleased the whole multitude. And they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit, and Philip and Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas, a proselyte from Antioch, whom they set before the apostles, and when they had prayed, they laid hands on them. So if you look at these seven men, they are 
deacons or elders in the church. Deacon, seven. Now notice the very, the very, in verse, chapter, verse, verse eight, he says, so he's chosen to serve tables. He's seven people in the church. And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and signs among the people. Was he among the apostles for him to do that? No, 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 no. He says two things. He was full of faith and power. When you receive the Holy Spirit, he says you receive power. He went forth and did great signs and wonders. So that's, a, that's one example. Then when you get to Acts chapter 8, notice this. We want to establish the fact that this is for all of us. Acts chapter 8 from verse 4. This was when Saul was persecuting the church, and Stephen, who was who we just seen, had preached, had he was the first martyr of the church. He says, Therefore, those who were scattered went everywhere preaching the word. Where did they go? Where did they go? The, the verse one says, Now Saul was consenting to his death. At that time, a great persecution arose against the church, which was at Jerusalem, and they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea, Samaria, except the apostles. So the only people that remained in Jerusalem were the apostles, and these people who were scattered went everywhere. So not, the people preaching the word are not the apostles then. The people who went everywhere. They were the people in the church when the persecution came. In Acts chapter 1, he says, start, in Jerus start right there in Jerusalem, in, in Judea, and, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And they wouldn't go. And you see, sometimes trouble comes to us because we are, we are in disobedience. The persecution came. When the persecution, they said, yes, Lord, we are, we, we, we are, going, we are going to go. We realize what we have done. We are, we are, we are headed out. They went everywhere preaching the word. This morning, ask yourself, where is my everywhere? Your everywhere are the people around you. They went everywhere preaching the word. Verse 5 says, then Philip went to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. Remember, Philip was one of the seven. Who was chosen to serve table. When he was a deacon. He was serving in the church. But when he went to the city of Samaria. And got there. He preached Christ to them. It's so simple. Anybody can do it. He preached Christ to them. Christ means the anointed one. And when by the end of the day. There was a citywide revival. But one person went to Samaria. And said I am going to be a witness for the Lord. And that one person can't be you. It can make all the difference. Sometimes you, are, you, you think that, oh, I, this, this is just for a special group of people. One time, there was a certain man. He was, he was in a certain nation in, in South Korea. And he went to fight in, in North Korea. And when he came back as, as, a, vet, as a veteran, he, he, he he, he worked so hard that he became the military, police, uh, the, the military officer, military police, head of military police in, 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 in Seoul. But he had a drinking habit. And, and so as a result of his drinking habit, he was cast, he was removed from his position. 
And he, got, he grew so bitter that he even wanted to assassinate the president. He said, look, I've fought in this war seven times. I, I've given my life for my country, and this is how I'm being treated. So he became so bitter. And one night, he was, he was, he was in, his, in his room crying and crying and crying. And a neighbor heard him crying and went to him and said, what, what is wrong with you? And he, and, and, he, and, and he said, I've served God, I've served my country, and look at how I'm being treated. The lady said to her, everything will be all right. You just come with me to church. Let's go to church. And he went to church and was gloriously saved by the Lord. And he went on to be a pastor. And later on, one Wednesday night, he was, he was ministering in church, and when he was ministering, one of the men came, and he was also drunk. And the wife of, the, of, 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 the, of, the, of, the, of this person was in the church, so the, the person who was drunk came, came around and said, look, you are, taking, you are destroying my family, taking my family away from me. And so at the end of the service, he began to just, he got in a fist fight with, with, with this pastor, this person that used to be a drunkard also. Follow me now. Don't, don't. <laughs> but he didn't say anything. He wounded him, and, 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 the, and the man left. And, and when the man left, he ran away from home because he was afraid that the police would come for him. So he called the wife and said, did they come? They said, no, no, no one has come here. <laughs> so he came back home, and when he came back home, some way, somehow, he went back to the pastor and said, Pastor, forgive me. Forgive me for what I've done. Forgive, for, for, forgive, forgive me for what I've done. And he got him saved, and he also ended up being a pastor. The, the son of the, of the original pastor, the other pastor came to him and said, Daddy, what are you doing? You used to be a street fighter, and when this person came fighting, you didn't even respond. He said, it's by the grace of God. <laughs> Jesus died for me on the cross. For me to, to, to shed this little blood for this person, is, 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 it's okay. And his son also turned out to be a pastor. But it all started, don't forget, with that individual that heard him crying that night and moaning and crying and went, reached out to him and said, what is the issue here? And led him to Christ, and there was a cascade effect. Never discount your witness, and never discount your testimony. In, in the, you see, the, 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 we must all be engaged in, in this because it's, it's the it's 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 the the last command that Jesus gave us. He hasn't taken that command. In the army, they have the standing orders. Those ones. They tell us they are standing orders. You abide by them all the time. Number three, why must I be a soul winner? Why must I be a, a witness? Because you were created to carry out the good work of being a witness. God prepared those works far in advance. In Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10, he, say, he says, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Ephesians chapter 2 Verse 10, he says, for you, we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. 
prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. One time a minister was in London and he bought a taxi cab and he was trying to talk to, to this taxi cab about, about taxi driver about Jesus. And the taxi driver just said, if you Christians believe that heaven is so good, why don't you die and just, and just go to heaven? <laughs> if it's a beautiful place like you claim, why don't you just check out and go there? Then he said, it dawned on him. The only reason why we are here is because of the good works that God has ordained for us to walk in. He has a good work planned for your life, for my life. And he I pray in the name of Jesus, may you walk in the fullness of it in the name of Jesus. Because, you, you, you see, it's, you, you see it's, it's easy, again, to, to count yourself out. But I pray in Jesus' name, may you not count yourself out. In Joel chapter 3, notice this. That Joel, Joel prophesies about the coming of the Holy Spirit. Let's go back there again. Notice this. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Joel chapter 3, from verse 9, he says, thank you, Lord. He says, proclaim this among the nations. Prepare for war. Wake up the mighty men. Let all the men of war draw near. Let them come up. Verse 13 says, Put in the sickle for the harvest is ripe. Come go down for the wine press is full. The vats overflow for their wickedness is great. Multitudes, multitudes in the valley of the season. For the day of the Lord is near in the valley of the season so many people in the valley of the season maybe you are even watching online you are watching on tv and you are in that valley of the season you haven't made your mind for christ jesus i want to assure you make a stand and make a decision for him but if you are a Christian, there are multitudes around you in the valley of the season. He said, when the Holy Spirit comes, proclaim this among the nations. Put in the sickle, the harvest is ripe. What a time to be alive in the earth. We were born for such a time as this. With many people crying out to God with the world in confusion and chaos. What an opportunity that we have. Amen. I pray we will take full advantage of that opportunity in the name of the Lord Jesus. So, 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 so one time, there was a certain man. Thank you, Lord Jesus. It seems sometimes people remember the stories than, than, than anything else. <laughs> there was a certain man. He went, he was, he, he was a freshman in college. And when, when he, he was a baseball player, when he was a freshman in college, he met this lady. And they were, they were dating. And the lady said, after a year, that in his junior year, he said, the lady said, look, if you want us to continue dating, you must come to church. He said, well, when people are in love, they'll do anything. <laughs> so he followed the lady to church. And when he went to church, he was, he was, he, 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 he just went. And then the lady went a step further and said, look, let's go up to this prayer mountain and begin and, and go for a time. You need to go up to this mountain for a time of prayer and fasting. He said, look, look, you know, I like food very much. What are you talking about fasting? <laughs> <laughs> but he went and when he heard they had a service there and he, he described this way I sensed the presence of the spirit of God come on me 
And when the presence of God came on him, his life was not the same. We are talking about the difference the Holy Spirit makes when he comes. When the presence of the Lord came on him, his life was not the same. And he had a desire to preach, but he continued playing his, 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 his baseball game. And every time he, he played, he prayed. He prayed that God will help him. So his skill greatly improved. And he won so many competitions. And later on, he even became on the coaches, co coaching staff of, 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 the White, of the White Sox. He was, he was not from America originally. He was from South Korea. He, came and he became a coach on, on, on that team. Then he went back to his country. And later on, we are talking, you see, your gift and the talents that even God can, has given you, you can use it to reach others. He says, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go to Laos. Laos is a communist country. But I'm going to go and start with young people and start teaching them baseball. He excelled so much in that that the prime minister of that nation gave him an honor for doing that. But every time, he went there as a missionary, he gathered those young people. He gathered those young people. He began to instill into them and to teach and to minister to them. But how did they start? He went to a whole country. One person that he was dating said, let's go to church. <laughs> if you are interested in this, let's go to church. <laughs> <laughs> I pray in the name of Jesus. May God use you for his glory. I said, may God use you for his glory. I said, may God use you. Multitudes in the valley of decision. It's a standing order for the church. He's created us unto good works. May you live to fulfill the good works that God has ordained for your life in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Four, you must be a witness because being a soul winner, Jesus says, the Bible says that he that wins a soul is wise, gives great joy and it energizes you as a child of God. Go with me to Luke chapter 10, verse 1 to 3. Luke 10, 1 to 3. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Luke 10, 1 to 3. Don't count yourself out. He says, after these things, the Lord appointed 70 also, others also, and sent them, sent them two by two before his face into every city and place where he himself was about to go. Then he said to them, The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send our laborers into his harvest. So he sent them out. Notice when they came from back in verse 17, he says, Then the 70 returned with joy. Everybody say joy. Shout a joy. Shout a joy. Then the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. There is a joy that you experience when you lead somebody to the Lord. The Bible says that when one sinner repents, when one sinner comes to the Lord, there is joy in heaven. And some way, somehow, the, because the Bible also says that the, a good, whatever good a man does, the same shall he receive of the Lord. 
So because you bring joy to heaven, you become a partaker of that joy as well. May you see, that, may experience the joy of leading others to the Lord. I said, may you experience the joy of leading others to the Lord. They return with joy. They said, even the demons are subject to us in your name. They were hanging around Jesus. They didn't realize when Jesus gave them the power, they didn't sit around with it. He sent them out. And when this came back, they said, wow, that thing worked. The demons are subject to us in your name. You shall receive power. You have that power and that ability. Begin to use it in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. God, go with me to Mark 16. You have it. It's already there. It's not something you are seeking. It says when the Holy Spirit comes, you will receive power. Matthew 6, 15, he says, And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. Are you a believer this morning? He says, But he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. The Greek literally says the believing ones. Not just the pastor. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. He says the same thing to you that he said to the disciples in Luke chapter 10. And they went. But the difference is they went. And when they went, they saw it worked. When you go, you, you see that it works. And what joy you will experience. This morning, I pray in the mighty name. He said, these signs will follow, accompany those who believe. The believing ones. I'm a believing one. And thank God, those signs and wonders accompany me. And they'll begin to accompany you also. Amen. But, we must be willing to put ourselves in the, make ourselves available. And say, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are here you are with me as I step out into this day. Help me to see people the way you see them. Open my ears to hear the cries of humanity crying for help. That person that is smiling and looking nice and looking good, they have, they, they, without Jesus, they, their lives. If you go away to open your eyes to see the other side, you will have compassion on them and you will pray for them. May the same compassion that drove Jesus drive us in Jesus' name. I said, may the same compassion that drove Jesus drive us in Jesus' name. Amen. One time, a, 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 a certain woman, she, she, was, she went to a very dangerous community. And while she was there, she was just distributing flyers and tracts. And, and, and she went to this particular place. And every time she go there, she said, don't come here again. Don't do, don't do this. And one day, she managed to just slip a tract and leave it there for the residents. And one of the people that picked it up and read it was Mark Goba. 
And this person, his, he was a hardcore person, drug addict, anything that you can name of. But by that tract, when he read it, his life was transformed. And through him, many others came to know the Lord. He set up a rehabilitation center for people that are bound by all sorts of addictions. And through him, others came to know the Lord. It started with one person's witness. That little tract that he slept under, they slept under the door. I pray in Jesus' name. May God use you for his glory. May God use you for his glory. The people that you see all around us, they are crying out desperately for help. Don't just go to heaven by yourself. No, let's take others with us to heaven. Amen. Let's take others with us to heaven. You shall receive power. Say power. Power to do what? To be witnesses. Say witnesses. Shouted witnesses. Shouted witnesses. You see, we come and, it's Sunday really is just a celebration. We come and we get fed on the word of God so we can go out. But imagine that like you've been eating in a natural, you feed yourself, you feed yourself, you feed yourself, and feed and feed, and there's no outlet. What's going to happen? Dear Lord, something's going to happen. <laughs> All you do is every day feed, intake, 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 no outlet. God didn't make us that way. <laughs> When you receive, there's supposed to be an outlet and an outflow to other people. Receive the grace to be a blessing to others. Receive the grace to testify. All you have to do is keep it very simple. Jesus, John 3.16 says that for God so loved the world. And if you're watching on TV, if you don't know, you have a relationship with Jesus. For God so loved the world that he came he gave his only begotten son, the Lord Jesus Christ, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And that includes you. That includes your family member. That includes your friend. That includes everybody around you. He says, he says right, after, you see, right after the Holy Spirit comes, he says, that we are his witnesses. Turn with me. Let's wrap up with that. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Thank you Lord Jesus. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Thank you Lord Jesus. Verse 17. He says therefore if anyone. We like this verse a lot. Is in Christ. He is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold. All things have become new. You are a new person in Christ Jesus. The moment you receive Jesus. What is the very next verse? He says, Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Christ Jesus, and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Us. That is the church and everybody in it. Not just the apostles. He has given us the ministry of reconciliation. As soon as you become born again, the first ministry you receive is the ministry of reconciliation. Everybody. 
What is that ministry of reconciliation? He goes, he goes on to talk about it. He says, that is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. That is the ministry of reconciliation. You, the whole world thinks that God is mad at them. God is not mad at you. He said he was in Christ, reconciling the world to, the, to himself, not imputing to them their trespasses. God is not holding your sins against you if you don't know Jesus. Because the nature in you is what causes you to do that. Until that nature is changed, you will continue to produce that fruit. So he's saying that he has given us this good news. Go and tell the world, I am not holding their sin against them. The price has been paid. Jesus has paid the price. It is a new day. They can also be made new creations. We are ambassadors. Shout it, I am an ambassador. 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 When we, the United States, sent an ambassador to another country, we backed them with the power of the United States. In fact, the very soil that they are on is U.S. ground. Any attack on that ground is an act of war. God is saying, I have made you an ambassador. I am backing you with all of heaven's power and resources. Go and announce this news. We have received this ministry of reconciliation. And now we are pleading with you, like the apostle said, be reconciled to God. I was talking about baseball, baseball earlier. The whole idea of baseball, you, you catch it, you advance it, and you take it home. They've got an idea from the prodigal son from the Bible. Return home. If you knew him and you walked away, return home. God created you and he has a plan for your life. Don't waste that life. Don't destroy it. Get busy for God. Work for him. Reconcile to God and become a child of God. We are imploring you. It's a short time that we have to plead with you, be reconciled to God. But the thing is, he's giving each and every one of God, every one of us, if you are a child of God, that ministry of reconciliation. That's a baseline ministry. As soon as you became a new creation, that ministry came with it. May you do your part in Jesus' name. Amen. I said, may you do your part in Jesus' name. Amen. May God use you for his glory. May every fear and timidity go away in the name of Jesus. Pray and receive boldness to be a witness. You shall receive power to be my witnesses. I see God using you for his glory. 
don't is notice 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 how he puts it. He says that verse 19, he has committed to us the word of reconciliation. If something is committed to you and you see it as your responsibility, then you are not looking at the next person to see whether they are doing it or not. You say, Lord, this is, is committed to me. The word of reconciliation. I see God using you this week to lead someone to the Lord. I see God using you this month to lead someone to the Lord. I see you, God using you this year to lead someone and many others to him. Through you, God will be glorified. Shout it one more time, I am an ambassador. Shout it one more time, I am an ambassador. I will do my part. I will share this message with others. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Talk to the Lord this morning. Thank you, Lord. We'll continue. Next week is Pentecost Sunday. My Lord and my God. Talk to the Lord this morning in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank, thank God. 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 If you are watching online or TV, someone shared this with you, uh, and you run out, you come across this, and maybe you are going through a difficult time. The same Holy Spirit is the one that said He will guide you, but He can only guide you if you give your life to Him. He cannot guide you if you are not yielded to Him. He guided the children of Israel through the wilderness. He will guide you at every step. And I want us to pray before we go today. Let's make a consecration of our lives to the Lord. And say, Lord, you are the one that took the life of Peter, timid Peter, fearful Peter, and you gave him boldness, boldness to be a witness. Lord, I want to help lead others to you. The disciples went everywhere. Let Lord, for me, my everywhere, we define your everywhere. You, had, you go to the store, you, 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 you talk to your neighbors, you go to work. Lord, the people that I encounter day to day in my interactions with them, help me by your spirit to be your an effective witness for you. Lift up your voice and talk to the Lord. Let's make that consecration. He's committed to us the word of reconciliation. He's committed to us the word of reconciliation. Talk to the Lord. Huh. The presence of God is here. Yeah, 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 yeah. The presence of God is here. He's there with you right across the screen. You may look at yourself and say, wow, my Lord and my God. Commit yourself to the Lord. He can take anyone and use them for his glory. He can take anyone and use them for his glory. He can take them. We have the book of Acts because the believers acted. In the name of Jesus, talk to the Lord. 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 Yeah, yeah. Talk to the Lord. My Lord, the difference he makes, he will turn the wilderness into a fruitful field. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, talk to the Lord, talk to the Lord, talk to the Lord. We trust this podcast was a blessing. Subscribe for more messages like these. If you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, we would love to hear from you. Email us at info at wordmissionchurchinternational.org. We will love to equip you in daily walk. So sign up for devotionals and encouragement at www.wordmissionchurchinternational.org. You may reach us at 719-235-5535.